Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This episode, we have a handful of game news before we talk about Blue Man Chew's Void Bastards. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash leaks. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes, the Horror Movie Yearbook just released their Ultimate 80s Soundtrack Bracket. Uh, they go over some great... Um, Songs written for horror movies, specifically um, horror movies, because I feel like the Goonies has like a really good soundtrack. I think they the they stuck to I don't know I'm not sure because it says Ultimate Eighty Soundtrack Bracket, but I think they tried to go with because I know horror movies. I know the like two of the songs that are on there. One of them, both two of them are from Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, so I think that's their focus. I don't know. Uh, I haven't listened yet, so I have to find out if there's more than just horror on it. But. Yeah. Regardless, no, it's got to be horror because, well, I don't know. I don't know. I think if it was not horror, there would be way too many. Like, Footloose is going to win it, right? I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> I, gu- I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Willie would let Footloose win, I think. No. But anyway, check it out. I mean, in terms of like a cultural like icon, I guess Footloose would be like that song because that song is huge. But Yes. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I, I think Footloose is not on there, which leads me to believe right. that it's probably not non-horror films. But yeah, because we'll there's that one song that like was it Cindy Lauper did for the Goonies? That's just like the good enough song. I, can't I don't remember. know. I I've I've no idea. I think it was Cindy Lauper. I don't so know. I think I'm is not she gonna, in the movie? I don't remember. I'm not going to use my smart device to look it up either because I'm a lazy fine. piece of shit. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, I Go did. To, I did start listening to. Uh, I did start listening to the. Uh, the film nerds the avengers the avengers yeah four hour bonanza yeah i cracked into it a little bit it, it was kind of uh it was nice and nostalgic to have all the all you guys back together so. it was a lot of fun it was a lot yeah. of fun four I hours he talked about did you talk about all the avengers well movies, so or? we did uh we did probably about two hours on avengers endgame and then we did like an hour and a half where we did a bracket of all of the the marvel movies but i would say the entire thing is three hours and 30 minutes Three hours and 30 minutes, yeah. So the entire thing is spoiler-filled for a lot of those movies. So if you have not uh, seen some of them, you should maybe hold off. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Cool. Good to get everybody together. Yeah. We should still go see Detective Pikachu. I do. Yeah, I want to see that. I would like to to see it. I was was pumped about Sonic. Yeah, and then it got (laughs) delayed to Valentine's Day next year. You guys want to have a Valentine's date to watch Sonic? I'm sure Megan will love it. (laughs) I went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey with Lance and Tim (laughs) when that came out, and then we sat down and talked about it, so that was good. Yeah, But anyway. He probably didn't have a girlfriend at the time, right? I don't know. I can't remember. What, probably not. 
But even so, I wouldn't like it. It wasn't. Have you met Lance? He's quite dreamy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's my point. I can't think of a better way to spend Valentine's Day than with Tim. Not only that, Lance but guy. Tim also got like chicken strips or something, so his like hands were real clean and greasy. <laughs> he kept talking. He talked about how he felt really weird about having chicken strips while watching Fifty Shades of Grey in a movie theater with other people in it. Well, how was he eating them? Was, I don't. Was know. he just like opening his mouth really wide and like shoving them in slowly, <laughs> or like I don't was know, he taking small I nibbles? Was too Enraptured by suckling Fifty Shades. Was it more like a popsicle where it went in and out of his mouth repeatedly? Like <laughs> you'd have to go back and listen to the bonus episode. <laughs> what to, kind of dipping sauce out. did he use? Was I, it some kind of well, white based sauce? I'm gonna have to listen to that bonus episode. Was it ketchup? Or it, like it was entertaining. It was fun, and I really wish that the three of us had gotten to talk about the other two movies too. I still haven't seen them, but I think it you would guys be should fun just go to... back and watch them and do it. <laughs> yeah, it was, and I think you should recreate Tim eating chicken strips. Like the, oh, you yeah. should get the greasiest chicken strips you can. Get. That's all. That's all we can do. To yeah, absolutely. Who do you think has the greasiest? Uh, I think Gus's are pretty greasy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tim and I have had really weird. We also went and saw. There, there are a few movies that we've saw together, and it was like we were the only two that knew each other in the like in the theater. You know. Yeah. We went and saw Don John. Did you guys see Don John? That was the Joseph Gordon-Levitt one where yeah. he was like oh, a sex addict. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we were sitting in the theater. Let me guess. With, Tim had hot dogs that time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a corn dog. No, corn he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. But he and I sat in the theater together, and there was like maybe one dude in like the three rows in front of us, and then like maybe two people behind us, and it was Ooh. just this really weird vibe in the theater. You, and you guys were the only ones who weren't jerking off, right? <laughs> we, were, we were the only two sitting next to each other. <laughs> oh. Anyway, film nerds was fun. Yeah, go listen to some of that. Anyways, all right. What uh, what have you been playing, any Brian? What have you been playing? Um, aside from what we're gonna talk about in a bit, yeah. uh, Coast Recon uh, Wildlands. Cool. Been playing that a bit by myself. I don't really enjoy it as much by I'll, myself. To be honest with you, I don't mind it. <laughs> but it is it is still funny because dumb dumb shit happens in that game all the time. Just like civilians walking in front of your car when you're trying to drive or mm-hmm. just stupid automobile accidents open in world jank yeah, yeah open yeah. world jank um yeah missions gone horribly horribly wrong i've been really uh i've thought about playing it on playstation because i don't have it on pc but i thought about playing it more but i've also kind of been like maybe i don't want to like burn myself out on it before the second one comes yeah, out i'm way more excited about that one I, I it looks like it'll bring more gameplay elements to the table that are interesting yeah because wildlands to me felt a little basic like there's yeah. a lot to do and it, the shooting feels good and the drone stuff is sweet there's certainly like a skill tree of stuff to yeah. do but like some of the ideas that they're talking about with like the survivally stuff mm-hmm. and having different um I keep forgetting the word classes. classes are the classes yeah. in I that game? Classes or like ability things whatever, different skill trees. Yeah. Specializations. That, that sounds really cool too. So I, I kind of I while I want to play some Wildlands, I'd almost rather wait for Wildlands too. So when yeah. 
you guys are probably also playing it. We can all not play it together at the same time. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, the AI in the game, like, for your partners is pretty decent. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool with the ability to sync up your shots. Yeah, that stuff is really sweet. It makes taking over a base, like, really enjoyable. Mm Because, like, you run into these instances where enemies are talking with each other and you tag three of them, and then you're the one who hits the fourth one, and when you pull your trigger, all four hit the ground. Like, yeah. that's that's cool. Like, that's a cool aspect of that game. Um, I, <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> podcast where we just laugh into the microphone for 45 minutes it's i don't know it's one of those days yeah anyways uh yeah just to piggyback on brian's thing because i've been playing wildlands too by myself but i enjoy it by myself i don't know why it does remind it is the perfect unenjoyable it's just better with people well the problem is when you play with and you can't it's hard playing with gladish because gladish just wants to blow everything (laughs) up like he literally plays the game as if he's like one of those people on your team but he like that's he's just like let's kill all the civilians and like let's (laughs) let's burn let's raise the forests and the jungles and let's kill everyone and he's (laughs) he's driving trucks off of cliffs and like throwing grenades at everything and blowing everything up that he possibly can and it's a game that like it's kind of meant to be stealthy he saves all of his tactical for rainbow six yeah which is fine i mean it's it's fun (laughs) in its own right but it's kind of nice to take a you know take a minute and play the game like as it's intended in like a stealthy manner and like actually learn how to you know play it i really like the helicopters a lot like the vehicles are cool and being able to like parachute off a helicopter into a base in the middle of the night and be silent and then just like take over a whole base quietly like that's cool like that's that's an interesting aspect of uh, of gameplay. So I, I dig it. It's it's a fun game. That's literally, literally all I've been playing when I've had time to play, and I've only played it in like half hour to forty five minute increments because I'll just like go do a quick mission and then go about my day because I feel like I have too many other things going on. Yeah, and that, I mean that's the thing. It it feels like it's a good game that you can pick up and like accomplish one or two things. Yeah, find find kind of what I've been part, doing too. I, I put like an hour hour and a half into it, like pretty much every night over the week. And, uh, yeah, I was just, like, going around getting weapon parts and stuff yeah. to make my life easier. Collecting weapon parts and then doing the things where you can gather supplies and stuff to, like, yep. get points so you yeah. can open up your skill tree more. It's Yeah, it's just, it's cool. It's a cool game. Um, it does make me excited for the new one. It's the perfect combination of the Division and Rainbow Six, in all honesty. Like, yeah. it, is, it is literally, like, the best version of, like, if you took both of those games and combined them into, like, a really, really well put together like stealthy tactical game like that is it like you you get a really good game out of it so uh yeah it's exciting <laughs> i like it if it were up to me i would have the option to play in first person though i mean you aim from first person but i don't know i like well like if you're using a scope but i, I prefer first person shooters so much more yeah than but third I, person i feel like for the, the tactile tactical like stealth aspect of the game it helps to be more aware of what's around you so i think the third person helps me when yeah. I'm playing, so I understand my level of coverage, like in a particular like wooded area or whatever. Um, it would be interesting to kind of understand why they why they choose to have that one be third person. Same same with like the division as well. Like I wonder what it would be like to make some like Rainbow Six. I get it. You're first person. You got to be on top of your shit. You're you're limited in the same way. They're trying to be more realistic with it. 
but for these other two games, kind of taking you out of the character seems like an interesting choice, and I wonder why they want to do it. I don't know if they've like spoken about that before, but yeah, I don't know. You know, it, it seems it, it seems like it would be interesting, even if you could play the division in first person. Like, would that eat more of Destiny's lunch and and pull some of those people over that it didn't get before? Like, I don't know if there's anybody that doesn't play it because it's not first person, but. Brian making that comment about wishing Wildlands could switch. Like I, I, I don't. Yeah. I want to know what would break if you could do it that way, or if anything would break. Like why? Why is that limitation there? I don't think but. it for that game. I mean, the division. It, I feel like it would break some things, but with for Ghost Recon, I don't think it would. It, it the controls are like exactly like a first person shooter. It yeah. wouldn't break anything, but it would take a little bit of your advantage of being this like special operative that has like you know I, I can only assume like better sensory uh better senses than the average person, which I mean being being able to play third person and peer around a corner isn't necessarily like a sensory uh skill. Skill. <laughs> yeah. But it's like I think that's part of the idea is that they expect you in this game to be using things such as being able to peer around a corner to your advantage whereas like if you're playing in first person like that would make that it would make wildlands like pretty nuts if you turned a corner and there's a guy right in your face because <laughs> the second that happens it alerts everyone in the area to your yeah yeah location. but i mean at the same time does it mean that you should be up in the hills using your binoculars to kind of like scope people out and mark them yeah like, that's kind of that's, that's how point. i play that game exactly so like would would that change to first person really change that much but who knows it doesn't yeah they don't have that anyway so it's not like we need to talk about it right. too much but anyways next what else anything else brian um i don't think have so. have you been playing much try not to fart on the xbox 360 nope only in real life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Try not You're to really fart. bad at it. <laughs> it was this game. It was one of the indie at Xbox. It was a games. real game. Yeah. Oh. You had to like hold. They they made you hold certain. Con- it was kind of like Twister, and that you had to hold certain <laughs> combinations of buttons on the controller for a certain amount of time to not fart. That's actually pretty genius. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. It was that was another one that like Nick and Rick and I would play, and then there was one called No Luca No, where you had to like keep pushing this cat away from your cereal bowl. And it was just like <laughs> this like static image of a cat that would like slide towards the cereal bowl that was sitting. And then you'd see this hand push, uh, and th- there was this voice acting, No Luca No, No. That's gonna be <laughs> no <my> Luca life <laughs> soon. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry. No Mister Tits. Yes, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> He jumped up on something like five times in a row. I kept picking him up and taking him off of it. He just kept jumping right back up. Did you think about moving that thing that he was jumping onto? I was moving that thing. Like we were trying. It was a like a. I think we were moving the dresser or something, mm-hmm. and we were trying to move the dresser without a cat on top. The cat's name is Mister Tits. That's good, yeah. Mister Tits and Capote. <laughs> I'm lucky that Desmond is terrified of everything, so he mostly stays away from things when we're moving them around. Well, those Sphinx cats are not terrified of anything because yeah, they're Sphinx they're, cats. They're, yeah. they're gods Fearless, of the old world, basically. So, <clears throat> Brian, have you been playing anything else? Uh, no, that's it. All right, I um, I started and subsequently finished Steam World Dig. Uh, I basically I've gotten to the point where I have major gaming ADD. There's no huge releases that are taking my attention and focus. 
and I feel like there's plenty out there that I could play, but Same I don't here. feel like playing these huge things. So I've just been kind of thinking I need to play a couple indies or like lighter experiences to kind of like f- refresh my palate before I pick up something that's meant to be a little more meaty. But Steam World Dig is a game that came out probably close to like five years ago at this point Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's pretty old you can find it for pretty cheap i think i got it on my switch for like three dollars or something like that during a sale um but it is a uh metroid style game where you are mining it's kind of like steampunk slash um gold rush western e and you are like digging down into a cave to mine minerals that you then sell on the surface to buy upgrades that allow you to mine more efficiently. You find abilities like double jumps and running and um you know, you end up getting a drill instead of your pickaxe or like this like punch thing instead of your pickaxe or the drill. So you get all kinds of different upgrades that allow you to mine faster and also you start to run into more enemies, quote unquote. Although combat in the game isn't, it's not particularly fleshed out. Would you liken that gameplay aspect to maybe like Terraria or Starbound? As far as how the mining goes? I haven't played that much of those, but yeah, like I I think so. There's certain, like as you get deeper into the the core of the earth in the game, obviously it gets harder to Mm -hmm. mine things, but then you can spend your money on upgrades to get a better pickaxe, which will mine things faster There's no building, right? There is no no building in this case. You can buy like segments of ladders that you can place, but um, no, it's a very interesting game. It's very well put together. I kind of started playing it because Steam World Quests just came out. That's why I was considering playing those games, and I was looking and like, well, these old Steam World Dig games look pretty good too, and yeah. they're really cheap. Yeah. So yeah, I might do that. So there's Steam World Dig. There's Steam World um, Dig Two. Yeah. Steam World Dig Two. There's Steam World Heist. Heist is is kind of. I don't of know a, if that's the third one or not. I it? think I don't know if Steam World Dig Two might be the third in the succession. Oh, okay, I'm not sure. Heist looks really cool to me. Steam World Heist, I think, is it's still like a side scrollery. It's more like a side scroller adventure, right? Whereas yeah. Steam World Dig is mostly vertical, like you're digging down into the earth. Yeah. It's a lot like Super Motherload. If you guys ever played that, it was like a launch PS4 ish digital mm-hmm. title. Also, kind of a cool game. But anyway. Yeah, so Steam World Quest is like a card based. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's a uh, a, like a deck building combat type game ish thing. I don't yeah, really it's know. It's like an RPG sort of. Yeah. Sort of with card based so abilities. They've made kind of like these three different types of games and, and tried to do something different each time, which is really cool, obviously. And succeeded Steam- from what I've heard. Yeah, people generally like these quite a bit. So I'm I'm looking forward to like delving into more. I'll probably wait for some sales on some of the other ones. But um no, it's pretty cool. It took me about six and a half hours to beat the first one, so not okay. too much of an investment. Is there like a decent story to it or anything? It's okay. There's not. It's it's pretty light on the story. Is, um, there, is there any replayability or no? I don't think so. Like in the sense that like you might want to replay a Metroid if you want to see if you can do things faster. Yeah. Like maybe, but not. I don't think there's like there's no like new game plus that are switches there, things around. Or, yeah, are there levels then, or do you just keep mining the same world pretty much? So there's basically it's it's meant to be like one contiguous, not not meant to be, but like 
it's implied that you're you're digging down further and further into the crust mm-hmm. and but there's three different segments to it that are kind of like here's the first one doesn't have a ton of enemies has the worst kinds of minerals in it that type of thing second one gets a little bit more complicated there's more hazards for you to run into like rocks that can crush you and 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 uh other enemies that like explode or like throw things at you that type of thing and then the third one's like even crazier like i don't want to spoil anything about it so So, there's kind of three separate levels but they're like by levels there you spend a significant amount of time in them it's like mr driller meets metroid and dig dug yes a hundred percent yeah that absolutely i'm not familiar with mr digger mr Mr. driller driller it's pronounced digger (laughs) (laughs) mr digger <laughs> Let me see if that uh it's pronounced URL diga. Is, yeah. Diga. I'm not sur- I'm not familiar with either of those, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. Anyway, no hard R's, dude. SteamWorld Dig is great and uh if you see it for cheap, which it should be pretty cheap, uh it's worth picking up. Great Switch game, but it's also it's it everywhere. It seems like at a perfect point. game for Switch. Though a lot that's the thing is a lot of those indie titles that are like side scrollers like, you know, pixel graphics will vector actually I think they had like vector graphics in that one, but um, all those games seem like perfect Switch games. Yeah, and the other thing about it is there were certain times where, like, if you die in that game, they'll take about half the cash that you have on you anyway, which in some cases can be kind of infuriating. You also have to go back down and find the loot that you dropped uh. in a particular spot. So there were a few times... Where I did put it down was mostly me being like, fuck, I just died and I'm angry right now. I'm just going to set it down and come back to it tomorrow, that kind of thing. But it's not. I'd I'd rather have like half my cash taken away than like stacking up like forty thousand souls and getting killed by a boss that true. I can't beat in Dark Souls. Yes, that's fair. But at the same time, it's not like um, I was a little worried because I felt like the resources were so finite that I didn't want to like spend a lot of money on the things that you could buy a few different times mm. like you you can you can buy like up to five dicks five, five sticks dicks? five sticks of dynamite can't get that off your mind five, today five dicks of dynamite <laughs> or you could buy the ladder segments or oil lamps to like light your way too which i don't know why for some reason like having an oil lamp is a mechanic in the game but it doesn't really affect anything if it's dark it's a little bit hard to see the hazards that you might come up on but Just turn up the brightness right sure <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, no, it's cool. People should play it if they, if they can get it for cheap. Right on. Um, I was gonna say, I, I met my wits end with days gone mm. fighting a boss. It's like so the, how many, like how, how, how far into it do you think you are? Maybe like 40% through the game. Okay. But and the only re- the reason I okay so I got to this it's like a super mutant type where it's like a big ass brute dude mm-hmm. and he has a big red health bar with a skull on it that like he's clearly this I'm is a boss, boss. Yeah. he's in a boss area of like I'm a, a boss of like a, a plane crash and there's like fuel canisters all laying around and I think I haven't looked it up because I just got so mad I didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> But I think the whole point is like he's, you're supposed to get him to run by the fuel canisters and you blow them up, like in order to damage him because your guns and shit don't do anything to him. Like he's super strong, so like he can run really fast too. Like he goes into these bursts where he can chase you down and grab you, and he does so much damage to you. It's kind of ridiculous. 
And you can't once he sees you, you can't hide from him. He you knows know, where you are at all I, times. I feel like I remember them talking about this on Giant Bomb. I never went and actually looked at it, but I think on the quick look they said like they, they implied the way they were talking about it that the arena was set up for that kind of thing where you're supposed to hit the gas cans to like damage it, but yeah. The person playing it was like I didn't even need to do that. Like I think he took him out in like a quick amount of time. So I don't know if there's like I don't know how you can take him out in a quick amount of time unless like you have some perks on you that allow you to do massive amounts of headshot damage and you just sniper shot him or something. I'll have but to I'll maybe. have to watch the quick look and let you know if he, I think it's dumb. Or yeah, not. he it was uh it was kind of r- ridiculous to the point. I I only try I had did it one I tried once and I was like I don't want to do, do this again. Like <laughs> I really just don't. And that was kind of like all right I think I'm done with this game now. <laughs> There Which sucks because it still is like the other aspects of the game are still fun enough to play, but I don't want to have to like progress the story through this particular style of fight where like, I don't know, maybe I'm just too stupid to figure it out, but hmm. I don't know. Anyways, that's it for Days Gone. You didn't get it through uh, GameStop, right? No. So you can't do their guaranteed to love it thing. I think it's only good for two days anyway. No, I, I bought it. Uh, I got it from Best Buy. Okay. But I don't care. I'll, I mean, it's you still, got your money's worth out of it. Oh, I for sure got. You don't my have to finish it. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Trade it in. Well, I figured I'd let you guys borrow or let Brian borrow it at least. I'm not really no. Yeah, okay. I don't. Okay. I don't care enough. <laughs> no, that's cool. Sorry. I'll trade it in then. Thanks, but no thanks. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, let's hit some game news. All right. News. That's us. All right. First one. There's a Neo 2 Alpha test coming to PS4. It already came. Oh, it already came. It this like, is old news. This was like last weekend, though, so we still kind of need to cover it. It played bit. through today. Yeah. So it was May 24th, yeah. June 2nd. But it was kind of like an invite-only thing. Yeah, none I, of I us got invited. So, yeah. Boo-hoo. Which is crazy, because we probably played more of Neo than anybody else did. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I played never... a lot of Neo. I bought... I. I beat more bosses in Neo than I did in any Dark Souls game. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's because Neo's combat is more fair in a way. I feel. <laughs> I guess, man. That first demon that you fight <laughs> yeah, is that fucking hard sucked. as balls, man. Yep. I, it's just the way like the 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 hit boxes are and stuff in that game. It's like you can you can see what's happening with all the enemies better. Than, it's a little more accessible. Than sure. A, I that think. guy was hard. I mean, that, I know it's a hard game. What was the other, the harpy chick or whatever, like the bird woman that you have to fight. She's hard as balls too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I tried beating her for like two hours straight. I think it was infuriating anyways. Yeah. So Neo two is coming. At Neo two is a thing. Yeah. Which is exciting because the first Neo was a great game. Yeah, they put on a new trailer for it too, and uh, it it looks very pretty. So they stepped it up visually. Yeah, um, it, it honestly it reminds me a lot of Sekiro too. But I mean, Sekiro reminded me a lot of Neo One. So I I think uh, these game like the thing about these games is like I feel guilty that I don't finish any of them, but I also yeah. don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like I get a good couple hours out of these Souls-type games, and then I just... Is it because of their difficulty, or is it something else? Not necessarily. Sekiro was a little different because I kind of feel guilty not playing it and not streaming at the same time, but I also am kind of like, I don't feel like being on stream right now, so I'm not yeah. going to play Sekiro. But even, like, Bloodborne, like, Bloodborne, I got... 
some of it is the difficulty. Like I put it down because I get pissed at it, and then the more I get pissed at it, the more I put it down, and the longer it stays mm-hmm. down. That type of thing. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I like I I want to see the end of one of these games at some point, but I also don't want to like bleed for it. Not that I'm gonna bleed for it necessarily, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh look, day's gone. Anyway, they, they heard me talking. <laughs> Neo two. Coming soon. To suck you back in. Um, I don't know if there, it doesn't look like there's an actual release date, but um, I assume we might get something at or no, not at E3 because it's a Sony game. No, right? they did say it was announced at E3 2018, but I don't remember seeing anything about that. I think it was literally just a title card. Yeah, they didn't show anything, no gameplay, anything. Yeah. It was like Neo Two is coming, and then gone. Right, and then this this alpha thing was the first thing that we saw. It's really interesting to me that this is like, I feel like this is the only game that they're kind of publicly like, hey, we're doing an alpha of this. Like they did it with the first game as well. And I guess the thing is, is that the game changed a lot from the alpha to the final release, right? right? So maybe they felt like it was a very useful thing. But yeah, yeah, cool. Next, what the hell is this thing? This is the play date. Um, so a company called Panic, which makes a lot of Mac and iOS software, decided that they wanted to try and make this like weird little handheld gaming system that's kind of an art art uh, project something. So basically it's this little yellow handheld. It's $150, and they are going to release games in seasons. Um you buy it for the 150 and then they put out a game of week a game a week for it for like 15 weeks or something like that they're gonna announce names and like title screens of all the games but the thing is so it's this little thing there's no backlight on the screen it's more like an e-ink screen Uh. it's got a d-pad a b and an a button and then there's like a crank on the side the crank is not to power the unit it is to that bummed me out it is. It, it's an actual <laughs> interface for some of the games. Yeah, like I but that's also cool. This the, I assume there's like a fishing game or something. Who knows? Who knows what it'll actually be used for? But um, I it's a Jack in the Box simulator. Well, one of the games you can use the crank to rewind time. That's cool. Yeah, that's I guess, pretty sweet. I guess every game will have a, a specific like mechanic. Yeah. So uses the crank. I think it's a really cool idea, but for $150, like this thing looks like I will probably just gain arthritis by playing it once. So <laughs> I don't really know yeah. that Looking I want to specifically the image you have currently <laughs> yeah. hold up of like how tiny it's it tiny. is in what I can only assume is an adult man's hand. <laughs> no, that's a child. That's a baby. Actually, <laughs> that's, that's a an hot, infant that's a holding toddler. the, yeah, I, I can, Oh, that'll fit in my hand. Just fine. <laughs> Brian could take a bite out of the yeah, play if, pretty easily. if it were edible. Yeah, I better not get this. I might accidentally swallow it. going <laughs> to choke on it. Brian will choke on it. Um, I will say from experience, from my hand coffee grinder, that grinding or like turning a crank a lot really sucks. Oh, yeah. There's a game announced for it called Pretentious Barista. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, I have a real grinder now. It's electric. So there's uh, there's there's... Um, you can only play the game if you have a man bun. 
So one of the things is uh, there's games coming from the creators of Quap, uh, the Katamari uh, games. I think Bennett Foddy from Katamari. Bennett Foddy's getting over it is yeah. is also making a oh, game geez. for it too. So Man, it is. It you're is, gonna have to crank the shit out of that thing for his game. Yeah. So yeah, it's honestly like three inches, four inches by four inches, basically, and I, it looks cool, but it's not one hundred and fifty dollars cool. Yeah, to I don't me. think I, like if it were like fifty bucks, I'd buy one. Hundred like, percent. I would set it out on display because it looks so cool. Yeah, it just. But looks I wouldn't like want to actually thing. play it. Honestly, it makes me want. I wonder if you can hack it and put like a so different the thing. screen on it. They and, are like, releasing SDKs for people to make their own games on it. But I don't with. just want to like make my own games. Like I wonder if there'd be a way to like tweak the interface. You want to mod like, the yeah, system? Yeah, like you know, let me put RetroPie on there or something. You know, like I did find a handheld kit you can get. Um, I don't remember what the website was, but. You basically just build your own little Raspberry Pi handheld. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. what you want. Essentially, it looks yeah. really nice, too. There's probably some sweet, like, 3D printed cases you can make. I mean, that's all it. I really it comes like, with the case. In all reality, that's all I need is the actual components. I can 3D print my own case, you know? Maybe we should just make our own handhelds and make yeah. game nerds yeah. like Raspberry Pis, Retro Pis. Mm hmm. But, I don't know. Uh, people write in. Write in and tell us if you would buy that. <laughs> we should just we should just say we're going to do it, and then we all are like, all right, n- we're not even going to talk to each other about it. We're going to find our own kits and do whatever we want with it and make, see, make what, it a, see what the three of us all actually make. Make it a level on the Patreon that if you sign up for the $200 level, we'll build you a RetroPie handheld. <laughs> and then every that month. you could make yourself for $40. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but ours will have a logo on it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be branded. Officially branded. Yeah. Right. Oh, I shit! I keep forgetting to bring them, but I have stickers now. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, we'll we'll have to figure out how we can get those out to the people who listen. Yeah. I want to. Well, I, I want to masses. Yes. I want to order more in different kinds because I still have a couple of other logos that I made for us that I never really used for anything. So I'd like to use them for the stickers. So. That'd be cool. Anyways. Yep. Playdate looks interesting. Not real. I forget uh, when they say it's actually coming. Let me take a look real quick. I believe um, I just want to <laughs> grab that thing and be like that Adam Sandler thing with the goat where the goat's like crank it up fuckers. Yeah, never mind. Hopefully somebody listening knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. This episode's terrible. <laughs> um, These guys, are they, they're just they're so they jump the shark. So it's 12 games included in season one. No extra charge to get all 12 of the games, but it is one hundred and fifty dollars and it's going to ship in early twenty twenty. Um, and it was the cover story on Edge magazine. So if you want to read more about it, go check Sounds it out. Sounds edgy. Yep. All right. Next up. Ubisoft uh. Pass pops up in the Ubisoft store. Yes. Uh, for a brief moment, Ubisoft Pass leaked on the Ubisoft store, and it is a subscription service akin to EA's Origin. And this is a this is one I would actually totally buy, and I think you would have you would get your fucking money's worth hands down. It depends on how much it costs. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would pay upwards of of like, I'd pay hundred bucks a year for it. I feel like at some, I mean, I've owned most of their games. I feel ten, like ten bucks a month. If it was, point. if it was the same price as, like, Origin, uh, access. Yeah, hundred bucks a year. Like a hundred bucks a year, that type of thing. I would really consider it because then I could like, 
we could pop into the latest Assassin's Creed and try it out when that mm-hmm. comes out. You know, I don't have to spend the thirty dollars that I know I'm going to spend on the Rainbow Six season pass. Getting Wildlands, like yeah, right now it seems like a great proposition. I I would even I it would allow me to play some of the division and I yes. could put it down if I didn't it's really care about specifically it. Like, like because I know I will buy at least two Ubisoft games a year. <laughs> that's how I felt about the EA one. Is like I wanted to try Battlefield Five and I wanted to try Anthems, and then that, that's like one hundred twenty dollars in games. So I just spent a hundred for the year. Same thing with Microsoft Game Pass. Although yeah, I got know. a deal on that, but then I was mad because I realized most of the games don't work on PC. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. But yeah. No, it seems like a cool idea, especially if you like Ubisoft games. Um, and that. I mean, they seem to be... They're going to do their E3 showcase in 2019. Seems like a good idea to announce it then, probably, yep. right? So we'll see. We shall see. Especially, I, especially with the new Assassin's Creed on the horizon and, I mean, other like more content for the Division coming. They've got a lot going on. I just wonder how this like fits in with the future of Stadia and streaming video games type thing. Like... Does this mean that Ubisoft is going to have to say, all right, we're doing our own streaming thing, or can they partner with Stadia so that I can pay them? Am I going to have to pay Ubisoft a subscription fee and then also Google a subscription fee in order to play these uh, but games? But I don't like, think Stadia is like a subscription thing other than like the for the games that you're, like you're playing. Like We don't know yet, right? Yeah. like We don't really know much of what Stadia is, but it's my understanding that like you can through stadia you would be able to just like buy a game on stadia and play just that game or you could probably have like a monthly subscription service yeah and that's kind of how playstation now works too in some in some cases at least i think they did that for a while i don't know how much that happens anymore but like it's the same thing with like cable tv subscriptions right of like people are like oh man cable's great let's all get cable and i have all these channels in one place and then some people are like well i really only want to pay for one channel so then these all these streaming services came out i don't need and hbo you're like, anymore yeah it's like oh i can pay for hbo for a month or whatever this is great but then also you're now paying like 15.99 for hbo and 10 bucks for netflix and 10 bucks for hulu so that it just yeah, keeps I'm ballooning so once that. again and then now everybody's going to be like, but what if I had all my streaming stuff in like one place? So then somebody might come out with that thing. And it keeps like vacillating well, that's back what, and like, forth. That's what like the the new Apple TV thing is, isn't it? It's, it's what it's meant to be. It's an aggregate of like subscription services. Like you just pick and choose the shit you want. Like True, but you still have to like individually subscribe to them. I would kind of the thing. Right, but it all ties to your Apple account. So you don't have to worry about like like your, it's an automatic payment, blah, blah, blah. Like Yeah, that's true. It's all in it, one it place. It all goes through apple as opposed to like you having like a million different dings on your credit card or whatever like it's just one aggregate price based so, but, on your uh, subscription like what i'm saying is like people are fighting convenience versus competition it's the same thing with the epic game store and all that type of stuff it's just like there's a lot of plates spinning right now and i don't know which ones are gonna fall off and break yeah. and which ones are gonna keep going i think with the ubi pass though like they're they're probably they they said that consoles didn't perform as well with Division Two. Like they they didn't sell as many copies on console, and yeah. I'm assuming that means like they're gonna turn more of their focus to PCs, which 
the streaming thing is an easier thing for PCs to deal with than mm-hmm. s- than dealing with Sony's bullshit to try and create a, a uni- an ecosystem of that for Ubisoft too. They just now, after four fucking years, are implementing EA Origin, and it's yeah. not even like Origin Premium. It's just like Origin Access or whatever. Yeah. So you get like the ten hours of gameplay or whatever yeah. that bullshit is. Well, you get a bunch of free games you can play too. Yeah, but it's like over a hundred. But how it look? How long it took them to implement that? So how long would it take Ubisoft to do that? So I I would see. I think Ubisoft is going to start shying away from this sort of stuff on console. They'll still make games for console, obviously, but like they're not going to be held by the limitations of like Sony's bullshit anymore. They're just going to kind of take the reins themselves. Yeah, I guess the thing was surprising that EA did this. They started with it on X, on Xbox, right? And then mm-hmm. it, eventually they did it for PC, and now it's on PlayStation. Like right. It seems like it would make the most sense for them to have control of it in their own app, like Origin and like Uplay, than to branch out later on. Like, if Sony comes to them and is like, hey, we want to have this on our thing. Well, and the other thing is, like, this this could also... Like, Kotaku Split Screen was talking about this a while ago, like, game like gamer data being utilized by companies. And, like, a lot of people were, like, up in arms about it because they think it's, like, a breach of privacy and shit like that. But the reality is, like the data that these companies are getting from people playing games is not individually focused as much as it's focused on the mob mentality of like figuring out what people are doing and why they're doing it in specific areas of games. So like uh, this could just be Ubisoft's way of wanting to monetize you playing not, their game. not monetize it, but be able to actually like implement better strategies for combating like toxic players and things like that like knowing like where the toxicity is stemming from in a particular game and being able to like especially with like the rise in competitive nature of rainbow six like toxic players are becoming more rampant in that game clearly like i we haven't played it in forever at this point but (laughs) the players don't necessarily have anything to do with that but it is it can be a very toxic game i don't i just don't take them seriously in that game though and it almost adds to the fun yeah it's to me it's hilarious like it doesn't bother me at all when a player's being toxic i just egg them on yeah but I th- I think this could this may be their way of being able to have more control over the data that they're getting from you know if they're not getting enough data from Sony or from Microsoft. Yeah, no, it's interesting, and with the success that it seems like EA has with Origin, you know, like I think this type of thing is only going to keep growing. So, all right, uh, Super Mario Maker Two won't let you play online with friends. This is from Kotaku. Uh. So, uh, so dumb. YouTube channel Game Explain asked Nintendo to comment about a report on Nintendo World Report uh, that this was true. And so Nintendo offered a comment to them saying, This is true. The, as the game is now, you cannot create friend lobbies online. You can only play online with randoms. You can still get friends together and play lo- with local play. And you're free to play with four players on one Nintendo Switch system. You can also still challenge your friends to your creations and take on their designs through the course IDs and having uh, them follow your maker profile. So there's no way, even if you're paying the $20 a year for Nintendo Online, currently there's no way for you to say, hey, let's play some of these multiplayer Super Mario Maker games together. That's just crazy. It's so stupid. What's the the point of buying into Nintendo Online? You you know, like if they're not going to like... If you're going to either give us it 100% or don't. Well, like, and the weird thing about it, like the only Nintendo team that's kind of good at this thing, I guess, is the Splatoon team. Because you can lobby up in Splatoon. and 
But even then, you can't necessarily play together, right? Yeah, you're not playing on the same team. It gets divvied up or whatever. <sighs> Unless you do co-op. But With still, co-op like, or you like mean, Salmon Run. Yeah, Salmon Run, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm things. saying is, like, you, there's no reason, like, if if they're going to do the online thing, like, if they're going to make that an aspect that people are paying for, like, this is, like, we want to play with our friends. We don't want to play with randoms. Like, why is this so difficult? Like, what are we not, what are we missing that they're not explaining to us? They got to, they got to learn the skill, you know? This is, it's a different, like, this is a thing, like... Hire some network engineers, maybe. Making lobbies for people to team up in and then go play games, I think, is something that Nintendo hasn't had to deal with. Maybe they did it in, like, Mario Kart a bit, because you can do that in Mario Kart, right? But, I don't know. They gotta figure it out. And I, I think there's been enough uproar over this that they have to, like... Didn't they give some lame excuse about polluting the leaderboards or something too which i don't really understand like well, I, and you can team up on Fortnite with your friends right yeah but that's all through i mean if you can Epic's get it to work bullshit. yeah it's using like epics third party solution type stuff and you know they could like you can partner with people on the back end to use that type of thing for sure but yeah the the Kotaku article goes on to say, uh, according to Nintendo World Report, the reason Nintendo gave for not allowing matchmaking online with friends is that it would provide a way for players to potentially work together to boost one another's rankings on the game's competitive yeah. leaderboards. Uh, however, as Nintendo World Report pointed out, the game's online cooperative mode doesn't have leaderboards, and matchmaking <laughs> with friends isn't allowed in that mode either. Nintendo didn't immediately respond to a request by Kotaku for further comments. So, I personally... I'm not mad about the co-op thing because I really don't like co-op Mario, Mario from yeah. what I've tried. It does, that's the thing. It so doesn't, what are you looking to do then? Actually I, create a level with a friend via the internet? I mean, that would be cool um, and competitive. I think it would be cool to be able to play competitively with my friends. But it also, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's... But that's isn't the competitive nature like wouldn't that just be like you can send your friend the game ID I, I like think the level like, ID uh, and then your friend can like time trial it and then you can time trial it like uh, why would it like why do you need an I online think there's game? like a level race mode or something I think I don't really know where you, I assume where that's you what they like, meant by competitive like like Sonic games used to have like you're trying yeah, to run the same level I don't really same think time. that's what you'll see in this I okay. think it's mostly just like four people in a Mario level together like the new Super Mario Brothers games are well that would be the cooperative then right yeah but there's no like it's not so what did this say down here the game's competitive leaderboards however the game's online cooperative mode doesn't have leaderboards there's no like online competitive mode i would just i guess i just want to know what people want like multiplayer in this you know what i mean like i don't quite people understand. i mean it's the same it's the you notably and have said before on this podcast that you get f- furious when you're playing uh new super mario brothers with people because you all like jump on each other and you fuck with each other that type of thing there are people that that like playing that mode, right? And you can't do that. You cannot do that online with your friends. With you your can friends, do it with random people. You can do it with a group of random people, but you cannot say, "Hey, Joe, you're in Texas right now. Let's boot up our switches and play some Mario together." Okay, that's it's it's not fundamentally a feature that's inside the game. Realistically, I don't think this is going to affect my enjoyment of the game. No, I don't think but it will, it's not going to. It's gonna... still infuriating that Nintendo 
doesn't have that option it's, available to it's us. a poor like it, it kind of implies that like they would have trouble with this in other games a lot like splatoon yeah like the fact that you can't make a four squad yeah yeah like what's metroid 4 gonna be like metroid prime 4 like if it even has get, a competitive mode but they would be morons not to have some kind of like hacker mode i think we were the only two people like it was you you Corey, and i are the only three people that played the multiplayer mode and it was in, so good in metroid it was great and actually like the metroid on ds was pretty cool too the multiplayer death that's match true that was on yeah. there like i yeah. like that but yeah i don't know man this i just whatever i'm probably not gonna get mario maker personally but oh i want you to run my levels i'll come run them at your house okay there you go you could even play them together Megan may end up making me buy this, so well, she uh, loves the Mario. You should games. make levels that she can't beat. <laughs> you want to play some Mario? She actually, she's pretty good actually. Like if she plays Mario by herself or like with one other person, like she's she's pretty solid. But I just can't play that way. No, I know, but you 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 need to figure out how to torture her using Mario levels. <laughs> <laughs> like you okay. gotta, yeah, you gotta figure out you know like hey you want you want to play some mario all right and then you can give her the mario and right. she'll play it for several hours i'm gonna, I'm gonna can... have to get that elgato from you so i can hook that up so we can <laughs> yes. stream that shit online absolutely absolutely all right uh, a couple more stories here um microsoft said again that they're bringing game pass to pc for the second time and they're actually going to like unveil it i believe at e3 yeah, they will talk about it during their E3 press briefing, June 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, uh, yeah, this will be specifically designed for PC players. They've got developers like Bethesda, Deep Silver, Devolver Digital, Paradox Interactive, Sega, and more working with them on it. Um, and so what isn't clear is whether or not you will be able to pay for game pass period and if it will give you both pc games and xbox games yeah. cross cross i hope or? that's the case well no that they said is going to be a part of it like or if you're already paying for it since you already yeah, have game Pass, that's what i'm like, wondering about. yeah like well yeah because right now if you have game pass the games that are specifically play anywhere you can download on pc but you can play see like these, 12 of them yeah you can play <laughs> see if these like gears of war 4 a few of those like the first party microsoft Quantum games Break. Quantum Break, Forza yeah. Horizon three and yeah. four. So, but for this, like, am I going to have to pay another ten dollars a month or whatever it is on top of the other Game Pass that I'm paying in order to have access to all of them? Yeah. So, I mean, if it was only another ten bucks, then it probably would. But well, and they're going to have totally separate libraries too, because current Game Pass has a bunch of 360 games. Yeah. On on Xbox One that you're never going to be able to play on PC. Oh, man, not, that, that not would make me more, so happy. Maybe you will. Yeah, not never, I guess. But at the at this point, and with what they're implying and what they're saying here, that's not. Yeah. It, it looks like they will have pretty different lineups in terms of that type of thing. So yeah. we'll see more in a couple weeks. We should mention real quick before we move on that uh, because we we're just talking about PCs that the Ryzen. Uh, 3000 series processors were displayed at Computex and they blow Intel out of the water. Yes. I just want to throw that out there. Well, and they're benchmarks. super affordable and yeah. We'll see how they actually perform in the real world. As I mean, they might be great for a lot of things and maybe just on par as, as far as playing games goes as the Intel ones. I don't know. We'll see. It always I, depends. I think they're going to be better. 
because I'm excited. I'm gonna buy the most expensive one. Hell yeah! Because it's still cheaper than like half the price of the most expensive <laughs> Intel processor. That's, That's true. Good. So well, you'll have to report back. I will. That goes next. Microsoft announced they're gonna have 14 first party <laughs> also related. games. For 14 first party games at uh, E3 this year. That's kind of exciting for Microsoft to say they're gonna have like first party games. Yeah, so these past... How many pop-ups are you going to have? <laughs> what the fuck is just, this, like, dude? disable it for a minute. Jesus I Christ. did. I did. That's what I had to do. In order <laughs> anyway, watch the video version. Um, yeah, so these past couple of years, we've seen them buying, like, 30 different studios. Yeah. And now it sounds like this will come to fruition Starting this year to pay off. when they actually have games to show. So I'm excited. I want to care about... An Xbox exclusive. I haven't mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, make me need to buy your system. Yes. Make Ma- no. I don't want to buy it. I just <laughs> sold it. May make it <laughs> make it worth me having this Xbox One or PC, whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, that's cool. I'm excited to see what they've got. It should be a very interesting E3, even without Sony there. So, um, and yeah, confirmed titles like Gears Five and Halo Infinite are expected to show. There's been a long rum- rumored fable that we might hear more from. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of stuff that we are looking forward to seeing at E3 uh, yeah. next next weekend, basically. So expect our next show to be an E3 blowout. Um, this week, the Death Stranding release date was announced. There's also a new trailer that has actual plot and gameplay in it. Um, it looks pretty weird, but awesome. Yeah. Uh, God, I don't even... Sweet. I'm just going to go to the YouTube trailer. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I haven't watched this. I don't really? need to see anything anymore. Just give me the fucking game. I, I just want to play it. I've looked, yeah, whatever. I saw the baby giving the thumbs up before. That's not, it's cool to know that all of his Hollywood director friends and celebrities are in this game. I heard that originally Mads Mikkelsen's character was not supposed to be a smoker, but when Kojima saw how cool he looked while smoking, he made the character a smoker. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Did you hear? They, they talked about, I think Kojima was at the Tribeca Film Festival talking about Death Stranding, and he talked about how they had to refilm Norman Reedus's scenes because he got a new tattoo. Ugh, Jesus. And Kojima wanted that tattoo was it in the, the game. Was it the Ko- Kojima Productions tattoo? <laughs> yeah, Tell maybe. me he's branded by Kojima. He's now Kojima property. <laughs> Pretty much. But no. Of course the game has a fucking motorcycle in it. I mean. Yep, Norman Reedus has got to have a motorcycle. It's part of his contract. Yeah. <laughs> it looks weird. Here's the thing. I love Metal Gear, but Metal Gear Solid 1 is a relatively, like, grounded video game hmm. compared to Metal Gear Solid 5, right? Oh, yeah. This is beyond Metal Gear Solid 5 in how Kojima it is. We've never seen this much pure Kojima in one product before. This is Kojima Unchained. Yes. Who knows what could happen. And so I'm scared. Like, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know that I'm going to like it. It's going to be really weird. I don't know. That's gameplay graphics right there. Yeah, and it looks gorgeous. Uh, it sounds... See, I was... I had... We were talking with Corey and Nikki last night, and they watched the trailer, and they mentioned that they thought it didn't look as good as it should. I feel like it looks really good, but the animation seems a bit stiff. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it, whatever. Corey, Corey, Corey's very graphics-focused, and 
I couldn't care less. I could I be play. explaining that wrong. Like he, you're not, because I know Corey. <laughs> it, it uses the same engine as Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Yeah, and it, the, I still think that's one of the best looking games out there. Period. Yeah. Well, and the like other they thing, just weren't very impressed with like the in-engine cutscenes or something like that. Like oh, I couldn't really? remember exactly like. This whoever this guy is, I want to be friends with this. I dude. I want a gun finger. That's what I want. The a gun pr- finger. The That's weird, what he had. He I just, just like I want to be the dude who wears a mask finger. to take it off to ex- uh, expose another, another mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. The the thing is like, here's the weird thing about this particular game is that since he's putting real people in it that you can see, your brain is going to question what you're looking at more than mm-hmm. if yeah, you know, Aloy looks like. A real person because yeah. we don't have a reference of what Aloy looks like in real life, right? You know, so the fact that you're looking at digitized Norman Reedus in your video game automatically makes it more of a challenge than just making characters out of thin air, right? Mm-hmm. So I also I don't know. just keep expecting zombies to show up. <laughs> yeah, walking Daryl. Yeah, I just, there you really don't like. There's. There's some fight scenes in this. Then there's like some weird clip of like three dudes in the army or like I think it's five, five dudes in the army, like in a swamp or something that they light on fire and it exposes them as like skeletons. I don't know. There's we have no clue what the fuck's happening in this game. Everybody watched this trailer on the Internet. The Internet was like we all just have way more questions now than we began with. Like and so that's the thing. Uh, Like that's great. I, I it's it's awesome that we get to see what Kojima Unchained is. The crazy thing I'm also is like, at the point where I'm like, this could be bad and it m- might very well be. That's the thing know. is I don't think it's going to be bad. I don't think it's possible for him to make a bad game, quote unquote, despite the fact that I'm not the biggest fan of like the late Metal Gear series because of the amount of realism that they contain. Like it's just a little too much for me. This this is just so fucking crazy. Like I can't wait to get my hands on this. I should go back and play five more. I'm excited to see what this is. It's coming on November 8th. I don't know if, if we said that. I was kind of surprised that we got a release date for it. And um, then it's so at this soon. point. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, that'll, that'll be my birthday game. It'll, it'll probably get delayed. <laughs> Stop it. But um, this part's really messed up. Also kind of weird that like I, I honestly thought we were going to see The Last of Us 2 before we saw Death Stranding. Um, so that's a little strange plus there's ghost of tsushima out there in terms of these sony exclusives mm-hmm. that are have yet to show up before the playstation 5 arrives what is this too it's like world war one I. I don't know it, that uh, yeah there's tanks and stuff yeah anyway that's, that's like world war one shit right there yeah no it looks weird and we're gonna stop watching it now because you don't want anything spoiled right? no i don't i just it doesn't matter just let me play the game <laughs> I knew I was going to buy it when it got announced. There was he didn't an, have to show me anything about it. <laughs> there was another trailer released. Yeah. So, yeah. And then finally this week, uh, people got to talk about what they saw of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is... Oh, look at this. I can scroll and make Ooh. the graphics explode. Cool. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare is the new Call of Duty this year. You're hearing me correctly. It's not a re-release of the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's like a reimagining, I think. Yeah, there's like similar like characters a- are coming, are going to be in this one. I don't know. Yeah, whatever Price. It's coming guy. October 25th. <laughs> yeah, his name's Price. It's a new Call of Duty. Anybody excited for it? 
Mm. I, I mean, I'm just. Is it going to have like a full single player campaign? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 There's campaign. How long? It, how long Ooh. is the campaign? Like probably it, like eight hours. Like they all are. You know. I would be interested, actually. It says co-op right there. I would be interested in this if they bring back the Spec Ops mode because that mode was awesome. And they haven't had it in the games, I think, since Modern Warfare 2. And I mean, is like, is like, are they going to include some form of blackout in this, too? <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Yeah, that's a weird thing, too. What's, like, what's what going is, on with blackout What now? is this game going to be, ultimately? Like, I don't really know. But it, I mean, whatever. Like th- they showed some action scenes. I don't know wh- what of it was gameplay or not. They claim this is in-game footage. I say absolutely not. Like there's it's no supposed to way. be more gritty and realistic, supposedly. And yeah, well, I heard the play lot with of your emotions more. A lot of it deals with like the current political climate with like Russians being terrorists. So someone, I think it was on split split screen. They compared it to those. In Modern Warfare 2, the particular mission where you are in an airport and you have oh, to yeah. kill a bunch of people. So. We'll um, see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I care, but I don't care. I don't. I probably will not pick it up. I'm curious to see what they come up with. But, yeah, I'm still kind of Call of duty out. And I don't know. I have four. Black Ops 4, and that's fun once in a while. But. I haven't been interested in playing a campaign since, like, the first Black Ops. I haven't finished any of the campaigns since that game. Yeah. I think they stopped with campaigns after Ghosts, didn't they? No. No. no the only one that doesn't they, have a campaign is Black Ops 4. Yeah. I heard great things about the Advanced Warfare. That's the space one, right? No, that's Infinite Warfare. Okay. I, I, think. I think I heard good things about both Advanced and Infinite Warfare, but I don't, I don't know. The story modes, I mean. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah, that's true. But I I don't know if this is in-game footage or not. They claim it is. But I'm real curious what of it is is a reimagining. Like I remember like Nick has told me repeatedly that I should go back and play Modern Warfare because of the story mission where you're just like crawling along the ground in the ghillie suit, right? Yeah. It would, like, I like if they're just like if if this is gonna bring me an updated version of that, then maybe I'll check it out because it sounds like that was pretty rad. But well, the thing is, they they released a Call of Duty Modern Warfare remastered, <laughs> yeah. so this has to be like I don't, a, a departure I don't think from that. This story. is a reimagining of that. I think this is a new thing that's focused again mainly on our current political climate because Activision needs to make a political statement. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. shit about what they had to say. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you should play. You should play um, Modern Warfare Remastered though, because that was a really good campaign. I probably own it somewhere. I just don't know. It, whatever. At some point, I'll check it out. Cool. Cool. Let's talk about Void Bastards. Yeah. Yes. I forgot. We were still going to talk about. This. Void Bastards is a game by Blue Man Shoe. The best developer name yes. ever. Developed That's by Blue awesome. Man Shoe, published by the Humble Store, Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle, yep. Um, And it is out on both Xbox Game Pass and Xbox One, as well as PC. Um, and yeah, it is a run-based, roguelike-ish game. Can you, like, explain run-based. So basically, uh, you are playing as a character that will expire at some point and you continue to get new characters that have different traits on them 
Some of them bad. Some of them good, some of them bad. And um, you are basically making progress through like a skill tree or like uh, like a tech tree, basically. Like mm-hmm. a bunch of different devices that you get to employ. And, um, and there's kind of like big bookmarked uh, objects that you need to find and procure throughout this in order to advance the overall story or like progression of the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to say here. Well, all of the tech tree upgrades carry over between runs. That's the point. Yeah. You lose everything else. You lose like, your you inventory get, of parts and food and fuel. You and keep, all that. you do keep parts. Oh, really? You, well, you'll keep the parts that go into the tree. Okay. But you lose, you lose the, the food that you collect, the fuel that you collect, um, and I think you also keep like some of the resources too, but so that's the thing. It's a little bit iffy, but you're in space. Um, this company or these robots are rehydrating humans that they are then like prisoners that they are sending into, um, this star map to hop to different, um, vessels that are in space to then go and loot these vessels that have things for you to kill and find on them. Um, the star map portion is very much like FTL. If you guys played that, I don't remember. FTL is another run based game as well, but it's like the star map is basically it's branching paths and it's randomly generated every time you play and each node that you stop at, um, requires you to use like one food and one, uh, fuel resource. And I think you heal in between you heal if you eat yeah yeah if you have the food um and you can stop at the node and dock it's like a ship usually i think there might be other types of nodes sometimes there's ship or sometimes it's just a node that has a certain amount of some type of resource that you can collect if you go there and what they have as far as enemy types and resources available um is randomly generated as well um the maps themselves are played out in first person. Like once you board the ship, uh, it is a first person shooter with no aiming down sights. Yeah. As far as we know, you get to pick your loadout. If you have multiple weapons and stuff available beforehand. Um, when you board the ship, you have like a certain limited amount of time to clear the ship and pick up whatever you want. And it's kind of like a risk-reward type thing because sometimes it's best to just leave the ship early even though there's stuff left because you're using too much ammo or losing too much health. Um, ammo's kind of scarce. Uh, yeah. That there's, part's pretty cool. It's like almost like playing Wolfenstein is because the levels are real flat. Yeah. It's like all cool shell, cell-shaded stuff. The vessels that you visit can also have randomized, like, attributes to them. There's some where, like, oh, the power's off when you immediately mm-hmm. get onto the ship. Or you have um, your oxygen gets spent more quickly because you have, like, about seven minutes worth of oxygen that you can usually refill on the ship to get a little more time if you find the the atmosphere room. Or, um, you know, there's a lot to this game. There's a lot of different mechanics, a lot of little ins and outs here. And it sounds like a lot, but it's kind of something that's great to just kind of like start playing and figuring out what it is. Cause that's what it's meant yeah. for. You can, you're meant to continue dying. Like it's okay to die in this game because your guys are kind of expendable. Oh yeah. Um, 
but really what you're doing is trying to find these resources that will be usable by any of the future people that you have in order to like make new weapons and get certain perks and things like mm-hmm. that add health to the amount of health that you get you may have explained this and i didn't catch it but is there a finite amount of characters no no it's it's an infinite amount of characters the star map is infinitely long you just have certain objectives that you need to accomplish in order to like move the story along so to speak right and so I don't know how many steps there are to like finish out the story or whatever. I have not finished the first step yeah, yet. Yeah, I can't even finish the first <laughs> objective. I might turn the difficulty down. I've found one of of the two items that you need to finish the first objective, but uh, you know, it, so it's basically you going to find to like these ships that guides you to certain ships that have these like quest objectives on mm-hmm. them basically. It's definitely I mean, it, I find it to be fairly difficult, but uh it seems like it will get easier as you unlock things, kind of like Dead Cells. Dead Cells and like Rogue Legacy too. This, okay. this game has a really strong Rogue Legacy vibe. I as didn't well. play that one, but I, I heard good things. It's great, but uh, no, like I, 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 you're you're totally right. I think it will start to get easier as you have more weapons to play with and different types of ammo that you mm-hmm. get to collect and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and get a better feel for the different enemy types and all that. Yeah. Some of the enemies are just ridiculous. They're fucking tough. Yeah. yeah. But they're slow, so you can run away. Yep, and and you can, like, decide if you want to spend merits, like, the currency mm-hmm. to, like, lock doors, and you can lock yeah. enemies into certain places that you've already cleared and stuff like that. Stealth is effective. It's simple. It's just based on, like, noise and being spotted. Of sight, that's yeah. about it. But, yeah, you can crouch and... So far, I'm really liking it. Like, I'm enjoying my time with it. It's It's been a lot of fun to, like, learn how the game works and, and try to feel like I'm making progress each time and, like, deciding when I need to just jet out of the ship and yeah take what I've gotten and then continue going, that type of thing. So It also reminds me of uh, Cryptarch, too, which mm. is similar because you get, except you're in a ship the whole time and it and you're flying you're like dock with other ships and you're flying around like large like mother ships basically yeah and accomplishing objectives and you have a limited amount of time as well um that game is really cool too but that game's harder than this game it's yeah a lot harder yeah it's less forgiving um i'm having i'm playing on xbox brian's playing on pc yeah i'm not having that much fun controlling it via controller on xbox um it works great on a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I think it would be totally fine. You fun. can use a mouse and keyboard on your Xbox. That's you know? Yeah, that's also what I was just wondering. It's like, oh, can I do that now? So maybe I'll give that a try and see if, if I can wrestle with the combat a little bit better. Um, it is weird not being able to aim down sights. I'm so yes. used to that being a part of shooters. I go to pull the left trigger, and like that's the one that lets you run, I think. Uh, so it, it doesn't... Yeah, it's fine though. It's not really necessary in that game. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little bit weird because it's yeah. been kind of common. I definitely miss more shots in that game than I do in a standard shooter. Yes. Um. Yeah, I'm excited to play more, but I only managed to put like a couple hours in. Me too. Yeah, I'm not too far into it, but, but uh, it it's got a great sense of humor. Like the, the whole visual style of it's awesome too. Yeah, the comic book looking feel yeah. is like pretty sweet yeah it looks looks very nice and interesting the humor that's in it doesn't it's not hitting you over the head it's no claptrap or yeah. glados it's just kind of an understated british guy who yeah. says funny things occasionally and um 
no it's it's good it's cool i i recommend anybody check it out i think it's 30 bucks normally right but you had a coupon yeah actually if you own system shock 2 on steam you have a coupon in your inventory of items uh that'll give you 25 percent off awesome so yeah i bought it on pc i think that coupon's only good till june 5th so if it sounds interesting and you want it on pc i would pick it up soon or wait till it goes on sale. I feel like thirty is a little bit more than I would have wanted to spend on it. But uh Yeah, but yeah. it seems like there's a lot of I mean, yeah, if you it, like you spend a lot of time in kind it. of things or run based games, then you could probably put an, an absurd amount of hours into this game, I feel like. There's yeah. a, there's a big enough tech tree and enough variety. But um yeah, I don't know. I recommend it. Yeah, it seems like lots of different stuff to unlock, and and the variety with it is pretty. Like every ship that you go on, it's a totally different situation. It changes up how you want to play it, um, which is cool. So mm-hmm. cool. I, I think people should should check it out, especially if you have Game Pass. It's on there for free. It just came out this week. Yeah. Uh, download it. It's also really small, so you can download it fast. Yeah. Like on PC, it's less than a gig. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the uh. The graphics kind of reminded me of like that. Um, that it was that the game that came with like rice checks back in the day. Do you remember that? Yeah, like uh, checks quest. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Just, for some reason, it reminded me, or like the Nerf one, like the Nerf first person shooter that Nerf Arena Blast. Yeah, yeah, it just had these like super bold colors and like mm-hmm. yeah, it was really cool looking. It looked uh, yeah, it reminded me of like even uh, Comic Quest because yeah. got that. Or com- the comic panel com- menu, uh, comic zone. The comic panel menu is really—that's a cool idea. Yeah, it's got that. a very, very distinct visual style, and and I like it. I think uh, I think they did a good job with that for sure. But yeah, it's very nice. Um, hopefully, yeah. one of these days we find a game that all three of us want to play. But it'll probably be after E three at this point. I want to check out that plague game that everybody's talking about. A plague. Tale. tale of innocence or something like Pla- that or a, a plague tale innocence i think it's called yeah something like yeah. that i want to i want to give that a shot is it zombie-ish i don't know i haven't looked i think it, it just much. takes place during the plague okay i could be wrong it just looked really good like visually and then i've heard nothing but good things about it so hmm. uh there's also a game called the outer wilds that's on game pass oh, that i want to play good. i've yeah. heard great things about it but um i don't know too much that's on Epic Store too, right? I yeah. think so. Yeah, I've heard it's it's it's, it's an uh, Anna Perina game, isn't it? Maybe. Epic's I don't know. been killing it with the free games. If you play, anyone listening that plays a lot of PC games should definitely download the Epic client because they've they've put out a lot of good free stuff. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, it's a free game they like do every it like two every weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Oh, it's it's Mobius Digital. Free to keep forever. Okay, yeah, but no, the Outer Wilds, it sounds cool. Like, I read the description, and I was like, oh, I'm in, because there's something about, like, a galaxy being stuck in a time loop or something, and I was like, okay, sold. Yeah, so. this was one that I wanted to play at PAX, uh, oh. but I, the line was really long for uh, it. Okay. I well, probably should have spent my time in that line and not in the one for uh, that Vampire Dark Souls anime. <laughs> Code Vein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When's that game coming out? I don't know, man. It was embarrassing playing that game and having people like be like, "Dude, you're not good." And I'm like, "I know." Did he say that? Did somebody say that? I, no, to you? but it just it's felt like, like how good could you, you be could, at a game no. that nobody's played before? It's a Souls game. Like if you get it or you don't, bro. It just like you get good or you don't get good. 
you, when you're standing around playing a game and you're getting obliterated and you only have like 10 minutes to play it because the line was so long for it and you know there's people watching you like yeah. you can't help but think that all of them are just like this dude sucks <laughs> yeah it's like I playing, kind of it's like playing Friday the 13th with Nick <laughs> <laughs> just reliving my nightmares in front of a crowd how could he possibly be this bad at this <laughs> yeah <game>? exactly <laughs> No, oh, it was, uh, I can't the, wait till we all play. Predator the exact together. phrase was the exact phrase was John can't possibly be this bad at this game. <laughs> Nick feels so bad about that. <laughs> we well, make, he probably he, he relives it just as often as John does. But yeah, so it's really good. funny, and we all talk shit all the time. We anyway, talk shit to so each it's other. Fine. Constantly. It's welcome. Yeah, I'm not. I don't care. It's not. I'm not upset about it. He probably knows better now now and that I, he's played rainbow think, six with us he and knows I think how toxic I, we can be. i think i explained too that like i had just come from playing destiny yeah. and i was having like controller crossover you mm-hmm. know whatever we want to f- term that yeah. phrase yeah uh and it, my brain just was not functioning right that day i think that's another reason why i like pc gaming so much is i can always set the controls exactly the yeah, same for like every want. game yeah because I have a hard time. Like, that's one of the reasons why I'm so bad at fighting games is I have a really hard time memorizing controls on a controller. Yeah, how do you aim really down the sights sad. in Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I know. It's tough. Plus, it's not it first person. It's just two fists. That's pretty good. <laughs> there's a foot. That comes yeah, there's a I, dude, I played a first person uh, <laughs> brawler game. It was hilarious. Well, what the hell is that called? It. Ah, uh, that's going to bug me. It was really funny, though, because you'd see like a foot come out <laughs> and like your hands would go like way out. There. I feel like Mirror's Edge did a good job of showing that type of thing. Yeah. You also get really dizzy playing that game, dude. They also game. make you use guns and that pisses me off. Yeah. It kind of ruined the part of the game, but whatever. All right. Next time, E3. Yep, E3. That's the plan. So get ready for it. If you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your podcatcher. And just like I did, because I forgot to do it, go on Twitch and use your free oh, yeah, Amazon subscribe subscription, Amazon Prime subscription to subscribe to our Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, so get ready for E3, and uh, that's I'm all I'm ready. ready. I'm ready, too. There, I feel like there's... It's like dis- one of my favorite times of year. Despite Sony like not wanting to have much of a presence, like I feel like there's a lot to look forward to after the yeah. bits of news that we've been catching up on the past week. I think Microsoft is going to drop some serious bombs this year. So, I think they uh, need to. In a good way, not like, you know, yeah, bomb the show like... Oh, Yep, yep. Anyways, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Peace. This eye has been twitching for months now for no reason. I don't know why. There's a reason. It's dehydration, lack of sleep. Wait, can you put your glasses on?
He doesn't have them. Sorry. Dr. D. We can't take how your professional you, I'm How sorry. are you supposed yeah. to diagnose me without, matter. <laughs> without your glasses and your clipboard? Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Oh, boy. You're not a reputable source. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get my... my uh, I don't know how I'm dehydrated. I drank like... 48 ounces of water a day at work and then try increasing your potassium I intake can't. No, bananas are gross like you can get potassium from other yeah, shit yeah potassium's like not like bananas aren't that great a source of potassium you're supposed to eat like 30 bananas to get the amount of potassium Jesus, you're supposed to I have can't in a day. eat 30 if bananas I wouldn't <laughs> shit for a whole no, week no that means you'd have to eat 60 plantains <laughs> What? Those are bigger. Plantains are smaller. No, plantains We've are huge. We've had this argument before. Mini bananas are tiny. <laughs> They're literally just called mini bananas. Whatever, man. They come in a little bag. I bought some this week. They're great. <laughs> I can finish it in two to three bites. So, like, it'd be half a bite for you. That's, yeah. Oh, boy. They taste better, too. That's good. I think they, all bananas taste like shit. All right. Well, you haven't had a mini banana, have you? I, I guess not. No, plantains are big and you cook them. You don't eat them plain. Okay. Generally speaking. Fried plantains are fantastic. All right. 